As a born-again believers and students of the Word of God, as we look at the situations of the world today, it wouldn't be nobody would be faulted to have a go bag ready and waiting for Jesus to come back. It appears that we are at the end times, and um, we could dwell on that. But the Word does tell us that no man, no man knows the date or the time. So. What should we do? We keep pressing on and we make every day count. We live like there's an infinite amount of days in front of us because as born-again believers, they are. And we better make the most of the time we have left here on earth to be the light and be the difference. And we're going to continue on our, our, our studies, what we've been doing for this past year. And uh, for this one word title for today is respect. Let's uh, go to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to be able to, to speak your word today, Father. We ask you to just take myself out of the way. Just let your true message shine through. Open our hearts and minds to receive it, Lord. And let it be just broadcast everywhere. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Respect. You know, uh, I was doing a little bit of studying and looking at some of the, the human condition and how that word plays into it. And we look at relationships and we know that men and women are very different and that they expect different things from the relationship. A woman, traditionally, and I use that word traditionally because I don't know what we're in now. But traditionally, a woman wants love. A woman wants a sense of security, protection. A man wants something different. Of course, he appreciates love and things like that. But among other things, he wants respect. And we've seen that being a driving force throughout the generations. A man wants to be the provider. He wants to succeed in life, to do well in a career, to be able to provide for his family. To be able to give his wife that protection and that security that makes her happy. To be able to do things to show that love that she requires. To be able to set his children up in a way that they can succeed and get ahead. He is to be the leader. He is to be the one that solves the problems that they look up to. He wants respect. In times before, we see a, a different way of life. We can hear many of the, the older generations talk about how they never locked their doors. How you could leave your keys in the car. And no one would ever mess with it. And that is because of respect. People respected other people's property. 
things, they are changing. And we look at the Word of God. God gives us instruction, and He sent Jesus not only to redeem us, but also to be an example. And we can look at all the things that Jesus done. A sinless man, God in the flesh on earth, that walked and experienced everything that we are, but yet failed to sin. He is our teacher, and he's also the example. He is the bar. And I want to look at Matthew chapter 4. The temptation of Jesus. Then was Jesus led up to the spirit of the wilderness to be tempted by the devil, and we had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Afterward, he hungered. And when the tempered came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made of bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed out of his mouth of God. And the devil take him up into the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said unto them, As thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee, at least thou time thy foot against thy stone. And Jesus said unto him, It shall written, Thou shalt not tempt thy Lord God. And again, the devil taketh him unto the exceeding high mountain, and show him all the kingdom of the world and the glory of them, and saying unto them, All these things I will give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship thee. And thus Jesus said unto them, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship only the Lord God, and only him shall I serve. And the devil levis him, and behold, the angels came and ministered unto him. You know, today, we're not facing anything different than we have been throughout time. There's always been things coming against us. There's been people coming against us. There have been trials and tribulations. There are things to do us harm. The thing that has changed about how this world is versus the world of ago is how we respond to these things. And we look at Jesus' response. We know that Jesus is God in the flesh. Nothing is more powerful than him. But we see that he doesn't have to show. What he does, he operates in truth. We see that Adam had turned over the world to Satan. So Satan had the legal jurisdiction to be on this earth. He had the legal jurisdiction to tempt Jesus himself. Now many times in life we don't like things. And this is another one of these situations. Well, you know, we read this for the first time, the second time, or the third time. Why didn't just Jesus just put him down right then? He could have cast him off that mountain. He could have destroyed the mountain they were standing on. He could have brought forth an army of angels right then, ended it right there. 
but he showed him respect. He spoke truth. Everything that Satan presented for him, Jesus had an answer taken directly from the Word of God. God's own words showing him. The ultimate truth is what Jesus used to break down and essentially win this conversation. He won the confrontation because he was tempted and he didn't sin. He was able to come out victorious by using respect and using the truth. We're in a, a battle today over so many different things. And we're in this, this pandemic and there's so many different people with their different opinions telling you what to do and you don't know what to do. And it's become a power struggle. Do we wear masks? Do we don't wear masks? Well, the thing is, when you come to someone's place of business, if you come to someone's home, that is their property. And out of respect, out of respect, if you want to enter that property, you should follow their rules. It doesn't matter what you believe, what your opinion is, it's down to respect. The same basic principles that worked in the 50s, in the 60s, in the 40s, in the 30s, in the time when we could leave our doors unlocked, and everybody was happy, and you didn't live in fear, is because of respect. People want to present their point of view, which is fine. We live in the free country where we have freedom of speech, where anybody has the right to stand up and say what they believe and why they believe it. And that's great. As long as it comes with respect. We can't take people by force to make them listen. We can't deface other people's property with a message. We can do whatever we want to do with our own property. We can do whatever we want to do in our own space. But we have to respect others. No matter who they are, we have to respect others. Back to the truth. Jesus used truth. We have people standing up. They're joining these movements. And they don't know why they're truly there. They take little bits and pieces of information. Most of it has been strategically placed by others. We always show the good. If someone wants you to buy something, we show all the good points and we downplay all the negative. If you're going to sell a used car, you don't point out all the little blemishes. You show them the new set of tires. 
you show them the fresh old change, but we skim over the little scratches and the dings. They go out and they interview and they say, well, why are you for this? And they can't articulate an answer. Or it's one thing, because it's better. Why is it better? We need to be able to do the same thing in our lives, our walk with God. We tell people that they need to come to Jesus. And they say, well, why? What is your answer? If we're going to have a passion, if we're going to stand up and preach and demand and do all these things, we need to have something that's backing it up. We need to have a truth. We need to be able to articulate our point of view. Not because it's popular with everyone else. Not because that is what the, the end thing to do is the time. Just because it sounds better. But what is the actual truth? People bash our leaders. And they say this and that. But they've never once really looked into the truth of the situation. Is what they're saying true? Or are you just spreading lies? Are you letting your feelings take over? God looks at the heart. God never once appointed someone because of popularity, not because of what they did. He looked at their heart. Did they have a heart for him? A heart for God? What were they going to do? He knows the beginning from the end. And he knew that David would make a great king. He knew the ones that would make great leaders. That could win the battles. Even though that they didn't believe in themselves, that nobody else believed in them, that their method sometimes was different, was not expected. That's a good example of God because most of the times his methods are not expected. They're way different than what we think. Matthew 12, verse 9. And when they departed and they went into the synagogue, and behold, there was a man who had his hand withered. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day that they might curse him? And when he said unto him, What man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep and a fall into the pit of the Sabbath day? And not hold out and lift it out. How much then is a man better than a sheep? Therefore is it lawful to do well on the Sabbath. And he said unto the man, Stress forth thy hand, and it stressed forth, and it was restored whole like the other. And the Pharisees went out and held counsel to him that they might destroy him.
this story relatable today? That somebody does something good and they want to twist it around and make it bad. They want to take something and rely on tradition and the way things have always been and the way things that work for them. This man was healed. And because it was done on a certain day of the week, they wanted to turn it into a, a thing, a bad thing. We see these Pharisees, these men in power, and they see they're threatened by this person that can do these amazing things. That is not only grand, but he is totally and completely for the people. He's not clouded by selfishness. He's not clouded by feelings. He is driven by love. He is wanting to heal the sick, make the world a better place, and let him know who his father is. Can we relate to that today? We need to get back to where we were 20 years ago, 30 years ago, when respect was important. We have this mentality now that if we feel a certain way, we can do whatever we want. There is this new new trend and the uh, Social media has all different kinds of names for it, of these people that they, they act out. If they, someone does something they don't like, and it's getting worse and worse and more petty, if they don't like a sticker on your car, if they don't like the way it sounds, if they don't like the way you're dressed, if they don't like how long the line is, they act out. They shout, they scream, they throw a fit, a tantrum. If a child was doing it, we call it a tantrum. And it's a lack of respect. It's a lack of respect for the person themselves that allows themselves to act that way. It's a lack of respect for all the people around you. We're not that important in the scheme of things. God is what's important. God is what makes us who we are. And we have forgotten about that. We are so self-absorbed that if everything doesn't happen the way we think we should do it and we're not treated the way we think we should treat it and everybody don't bow down to us, we want to throw a fit. 
We need to start letting it go. You know, if you walk down the street and you see something you don't like, turn your head. We do not have to react to every little thing. We need to stop letting our feelings motivate us. Our feelings mean nothing. We need to start respecting ourselves, respecting each other, and most of all, respecting God. In the beginning of this, I talked about that the end times. I don't know when that's going to be. I don't know when Jesus is coming back, but I do know that he is. And I do know that it is a lot sooner than when he was born here. I know that it could be any day. And I know that we all are going to have to answer for all these things. How are you going to feel when you face that great throne of judgment? Are you going to be able to be proud? Are you going to be able to hold your head up high? Or are you going to have to hang your head in shame? Did you spread love? Did you use respect? Or were you self-indulged with feelings? We don't know how much time we have left. We don't know what tomorrow brings. But we do have today. We have each and every today. And each and every today, we can make a difference. We can be the best that we can be. And just because it doesn't fit the mold of everyone else, just because we're not part of that group, doesn't mean we don't fit in. It just means we're fitting in into a better group. God's group. Be the example. Respect. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to get into your, your word today, Father. We ask, Father, for, for courage, Father. For it's so easy to, to fall in with the masses, Father. We know it's so hard to stand up and to be an individual. Father, we ask for strength for all of us to be individuals, Father, and to be able to shine the light. To be able to stand up for you when everyone else is trying to push you down, Father. To be able to to be able to, to be better, to be part of the solution, to be an example, Father. To as individuals to bring back the respect that you deserve, we deserve for ourselves, Father, and for this country. To be strong and to be something to be proud of, Father. We ask for this strength. We ask if there's decisions that need to be made today that that decision be made to turn their lives over, to turn their lives around, to come to you, Father. We ask that the shackles and the excuses be gone. We ask these things in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen.